What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome back to the Jet Press Podcast. My name is Justin Freed, and I'm joined as always by my man, Mike Luciano. Mike, Aaron Rodgers says he wants to be a New York Jet. How you feeling, man? Well, uh, a lot better than I did a couple hours ago. That is for damn sure. Because after waiting and waiting and preaching that patience is a virtue and playing Tom Petty's The Waiting is the Hardest Part over and over again, Finally, glory, glory, hallelujah. The prayers are answered, Justin. They are answered. Aaron Rodgers, in a sentence that would have been unthinkable, what, two months ago, is now has now said, he's not official yet, I want to make that clear, he has said on Pat McAfee's show that he wants to play for the New York Jets. This is the biggest quarterback acquisition in Jets history because Namath was a drafted and developed guy. So this is a landmark seismic moment in Jets history. Before we really dive into it, I'm just going to get all the stuff out of the way. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Find us on YouTube at the Jet Press. Hit that little bell after you subscribe so you get notified whenever we go live on occasions like this when one of the best players ever decides he wants to play for the Jets. You can find that out on your phone and make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Again, not for anything egotistical. It's the business end of things. Make sure you leave a written review too. Apple really loves those written reviews, man. They really helped us pump it up. So for the business end of things, there we go. Aaron Rodgers saying he intends to play for the New York Jets on Pat McAfee's show in a very wide-ranging interview. He didn't just come out and say it. I mean, he... Kind of meandered around a little bit. There was a lot of darkness retreat talk, and I want to. We're going to analyze this pretty in depth. But one comment really stuck out to me earlier that I think is good for the Jets. In that, when he went into this Spirit Quest darkness retreat that we've been talking about, he said he was ninety percent retired and ten percent I'm going to play. And then when he came out of the darkness retreat it seemed like two factors completely changed everything. Number one being it looked like the Packers were ready to move on and they didn't really give him much of a heads up or much common courtesy. It just seemed like, all right, we're done. See, see you later, which for a guy of Aaron Rodgers caliber, that is probably not the way to do business. You'd think that the Packers would know that by now. Guess not. But the other thing, at least this is my interpretation of how it stood out, the Jets were such an attractive situation to him because of a variety of different things, the coaching staff, the players they have, the roster as a whole, the organizational mindset, because they want to win now. It was so attractive to Aaron Rodgers. He said, you know what? Retirement can wait. I'm going to go play for the Jets. To have, as a Jets fan, for how often you've been the redheaded stepchild, the little brother, the 
place that guys sign for purely just for money or for they don't have any options left. To hear a player of this caliber say, I want to go to the Jets, you have to feel great about that. Dude, my mind is still scrambled. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It doesn't fully feel real, right? Like, I know we've been talking about this for months. It's felt like it's going to be a reality for weeks now. But I'm sitting here right now, and I I, I don't – I can't, I haven't fully comprehended it, right? Like, I believe it. It's happening. Like, he's going to be traded to the Jets – barring any you know unforeseen snags and negotiations he wants the jets the jets want him the packers want him gone it's going to happen it's still just i I can't fully comprehend it right like this is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time coming to the jets obviously he's 39 obviously there are red flags we could talk about but this is aaron Rodgers, and like you just said he chose the jets and another interesting thing that he pointed out is that there were other suitors now we don't know how serious some of those other suitors were but there were other teams that were interested. In fact, he specifically talked about there being one player that he had a special connection with that he wanted to reunite with uh, on the Pat McAfee show. Pat, of course, was assuming that he was talking about Devontae Adams and the Las Vegas Raiders. We don't know how serious those other teams were, but we do know that he chose the Jets. He went into that darkness retreat, like you mentioned, with his mind almost made up on retiring. 90% is what he said. He said he's, he felt like he was going to retire. We don't know exactly what is the primary reason that he changed his mind. Part of me genuinely believes that he felt disrespected by the Packers. And if that's the case, I think that's an even better scenario for the Jets. Because now tour time, baby. Exactly. You are getting a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. All the talk about, is he all in? Is he committed to the Jets? I think he wants to prove that he still has something left. The vibe I got from that dude speaking to Pat McAfee to what? It was like a half a million people at a certain point, right? The vibe I got is that dude's pissed off. He wants to come in and prove to people that he's still got it, that he's not declining because he he specifically talked about that. He said when the Packers went out and drafted Jordan Love, there was thoughts, oh, maybe he's declining, right? Maybe he's he's not the player he used to be. Well, then he won consecutive MVPs, right? Like So, so he proved them wrong there. And I think now he has that same chip on his shoulder, that same I want to prove my doubt is wrong mentality. I don't know how much that played into it, but I genuinely believe that did play a significant part in it, as well as, which I don't know what order we're going to go here. We're going to jump around a lot. Again, my brain is scrambled. But Nathaniel Hackett, he mentioned Nathaniel Hackett uh, playing a, a significant role in him choosing the Jets. He spoke very highly of Hackett. He pushed back on the notion that he just got his job because he's buddies with Rodgers. He said he's a great coach. One thing we do know about Nathaniel Hackett is that he's beloved by players throughout the league, by coaches. The man is loved. Say what you want about his coaching ability, which is obviously his primary job, but he's loved, right? Aaron Rodgers loves him. And I know both me and you, Mike, have been very much on the the Jets should not have fired Mike LaFleur bandwagon. Like we have been leading that bandwagon, that train, right? But I don't know, man. If if Hackett is a primary reason that they got Aaron Rodgers, I might be willing to reconsider some things. Aaron Rodgers' competitiveness, to tie into your early point, is outmatched only by his pettiness. If you were going to tell me that there was one player who, out of spite, was going to play two more seasons with the goal of getting a championship, because it seems like this is really a spite-driven thing, on top of the fact that just timelines aren't matching up very well. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely, I can just feel it, just in his bones in that McAfee interview. It's like, all right, you don't want me, okay, Mm -hmm. watch this. And then he goes to the Jets, game on. I, I love that. I, I know that I hated everything else about Aaron Rodgers' process for this for a week because there was no clarity and things would be reported and then two hours later the exact opposite would come out and 
no one knew where anybody really stood. And then Alan Lazard got signed. And is this a Rogers connection or not? It was frustrating. But finally, we, we got to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And it is worth that big go up and down, man. It is. It feels good. Now, to, to bring in Hackett, yeah, we have been very critical of Nathaniel Hackett, me specifically, about his offensive coordinator resume because outside of Aaron Rodgers, his performance in Buffalo was not great, and he really only had the one fluke year with Jacksonville. And then Denver, he was so bad, he became the fifth coach in NFL history to be fired before the end of his first season. At the same time, he worked with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what it, it might be. Aaron Rodgers obviously has a big part to do with it because he's Aaron frickin' Rodgers. That's obviously will help any offensive coordinator. I don't care who you are. But but something about Hackett's offense and Rodgers' skill set and the way he picks things up and the plays he likes to run, it just meshes well. Josh McDaniels, I don't think, is a very good offensive mind. Like I think it's been shown once he's not in New England that there are limitations. Like, I, think he's, I think maybe he's average to slightly above average, but I don't think he's a genius. But there's something about the way he meshed with Tom Brady that just made magic. And I think that the same sort of thing can happen with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Now, pure I don't know how much of Air, the Hackett hire was a negotiation tool for Aaron Rodgers and how much of it was just, we think this guy's the best offensive coach available and we want him to be the new offensive coordinator. We may never know that. All I do know is whatever they need to use to justify, it freaking worked. Because you got Aaron Rodgers saying, I want to play for you. I did. That's the part I can't get out of here. A player of that caliber wants to go to a 7-10 and 10 New York Jets team. When have you ever heard that ever? It, it, I'm, I'm, I can't believe this in a good way. I know. We're, we're, we're speechless about this. It's amazing. First of all, thank you guys all for your comments, by the way. We're going to try and get to as many of these as possible. Uh, obviously, there's so much to talk about with this situation from Hackett. I, I want to talk about the kind of the, the media handling of this entire saga if you will right because rogers spoke about that at easy now obviously aaron Rodgers does not like the media like he's made that very clear he's not a fan of adam Schefter. he's not a fan of ian rapport he sp- didn't even know diana had ever seen his name he was basically saying these people were trying to reach out to him of course the whole thing with adam Schefter, where he was bamboozled or that's the wrong word dumbfounded that adam Schefter had even gotten his number and he Schefter texted him about it and he just told Schefter basically lose my number right that, that's what he told him. uh which i mean it's funny like it's, it's very funny even as someone who works in media it's pretty hilarious and i get it and i understand not wanting the media to be you know too much in your business and on I a wanted- basic human level if someone texted you not knowing how you got their number, you'd true. be like, what the hell? Just on a basic level, I get That's it. <laughs> Especially since Aaron Rodgers has likely gone to every, like he's tried very hard for Adam Schefter to not get his number. Um, but I, I want to give a shout out to Trey Wingo because he's clearly been on top of this from the start. Uh, I don't think that's surprising given what we know about Trey Wingo. He is friends with Aaron Rodgers. That's one of the few people that Rodgers seems to trust in the media. Um, and I also like, I know we've talked about how this is dragged out, right? From what it seems, from what Trey Wingo has said, and from what Aaron Rodgers just said today, it seems as though Aaron Rodgers made his decision on Friday. That's what Rodgers said. That's what Trey Wingo has said. A deal has essentially been in place since Friday. Now they're just kind of, the Jets and Packers are just kind of negotiating. If that's the case, then some people, including myself, do owe Aaron Rodgers an apology because it seems as though, I mean, obviously he's chosen to drag this out himself on his end, right? But it seems as though he's not dragging the Jets and Packers along and that, they knew, right? Because there's there's been so many reports, including literally today, 
it was reported by, I forget, I think it was the athletic Packers reporter said that the Packers still didn't know what Rogers decision was. Right. And you assume the same thing was true, was true about the jets. If that's the case, Aaron Rodgers is saying there's been a deal in place since Friday. So unless he's lying, unless Trey Wingo is lying, they're getting false reports like that. If that's the case, that means the jets have been incredibly secretive about this. Like it unbelievably secretive. And the same is true for the Packers. Cause this is the biggest news story of the entire off season. And they've been mum about it since Friday, because apparently that's when the deal was, was struck. So if that's true, we do owe an apology to Aaron Rodgers because he didn't necessarily, he's not the one that necessarily dragged this along. It's more so, it seems like from his perspective, the Packers are the one kind of pushing the Jets to try and, you know, get the the trade value up. And I, I believe there was some comments about that. Um, yeah, there was, there was a comment here from, uh, from Brandy Lewis on YouTube. She said, Rodgers did the Packers a solid when he said, quote, it's all on the Packers. I don't know about that. I feel like the opposite might be true because I think, Rodgers coming out and publicly saying that he wants the Jets and publicly saying that the Packers are the ones stalling negotiations. That seems to me like that's giving Jets trade trade leverage because, and this is, we talked about this in the past. It's a weird situation because neither the Jets nor the Packers have a ton of leverage here. It's, it's very weird because they both kind of need each other, but I think this gives the Jets some trade leverage because, you know, we've seen all the reports that, oh, the Packers are looking for multiple first-round picks. They're looking for a a Matthew Stafford-like deal. That's not happening. Like, those are reports leaked by the Packers. I don't know what they're going to get. Maybe they do get a a first, right? I don't think it'll be pick 13. Maybe it's a a conditional future first or something. But they're not not getting that. And so I I think this scenario gives them less leverage in, in trade talks, which is why this is so significant, aside from the fact that it can put our minds at ease. It helps the Jets in trade negotiations. Packers fans, if you're listening, I don't know why. Maybe just copium. You're hoping to hear some some negative Aaron Rodgers. I think they're happy it's over, too. I I really do. I think they're happy this is is not your happy decision. I think that they're ready to move on, but I think there is – it's – I think they'd be lying a large portion of them if they lose a Hall of Fame four-time MVP quarterback and be like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. Jordan Love. This is exactly what I always envisioned. But if you're listening – I think a deal you may not like this might be similar to what like Carson Wentz and the Colts had happened where they ended up getting a day two pick and then another one that conditionally can become like a first down the line. I think that's probably going to be what you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers. Cause again, he said he was 90% retired a couple weeks ago. Like you still, the jets still don't have a guarantee of how long he's going to play. It's definitely, you definitely got one year. You probably got two. I don't know about three. We'll wait and see. So I think that that'll, end up giving the Packers at least some leverage. That's what they're trying to say. They're like, look, I'm not, we're going to give you a guy who might only play for one or two years. We want something back at the same time. Let's look at what the jets, like the jets are not going to give up that for Aaron Rodgers. And now that Aaron Rodgers has said, I want this team. I don't want the Raiders before they got Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want who else was in Carolina before they traded up. I don't want Tampa Bay. I want the New York jets one team. There goes the leverage because the Jets are going to go, what are you going to do, bring, bring him to camp and pay him $50 million? He's gone. Let him go. Stop t- stop texting your ex-girlfriend, man. Let him come to us. That's all Joe Douglas needs to say. And I think at some point, Brian Gutekunst and the ownership structure, and Mark Murphy, I guess, because the owners are a bunch of random people in Wisconsin, I think they're going to say, look, let's just bite the bullet, let damn the torpedoes, let's just do this thing. That's really the only option we have. I agree. And I want to, I want to talk about this too, because we've seen, there was a report from, from Mike Florio 
that came out, I think it was yesterday, that said the Packers could drag this out all the way until the draft that they wanted to. I completely disagree with that. And again, that just reeks of the Packers leaking something to try and get leverage. Uh, and there's another, another comment here from, from Brandy Lewis on YouTube where she's talking about this. Uh, they mentioned, so the Jets hired Hackett, signed Lazard, and the Packers could leave them hanging. That is leverage. I, I don't think the Packers want this to drag out. Like They want to get this done ASAP, just like the Jets do. Because I don't know if you noticed, neither the Jets or the Packers, aside from the Alan Lazard signing, have done anything in free agency. They're nothing because they, neither team knows the financial ramifications of the Aaron Rodgers trade yet. That's a big holdup here. It's not just the comp, the compensation is a part of it. That's a, I don't want to say a small part of it, that, but that's just one part of it. The actual contract structure for Aaron Rodgers and how much money the Packers are going to eat and how much money the Jets are going to take on is a significant portion of it as well. And the Packers are kind of hamstrung until they, until they, they get this deal done, as are the Jets. And so I think Rodgers coming out now and publicly stating I want the Jets. The Packers are the ones holding up this deal. That puts a lot of pressure on the Packers to get this done because they need to they need to figure out what their plan is for free agency. They need to p- figure out how much money they have to spend, what other restructures they need to do, just as the Jets do as well, because the Jets are far from done with making restructures, cuts. I imagine Corey Davis might be coming. Uh, well, he will likely be released after the Alan Lazard signing. They might be restructuring C.J. Mosley. They might do something with Carl Lawson's contract. The Jets are going to make some moves as are the Packers. They've already made some, but they still need to make more moves to facilitate this Aaron Rodgers trade. So if they wait until April for that to happen, they're going to miss out on everything in free agency. So I I don't think the Packers really have a lot of leverage there at all. I don't think the Jets have a ton of leverage either, which is what I've been saying since the start. Both teams need each other. They both need it to get done as soon as possible. And now that Aaron Rodgers has finally publicly said it, I imagine it will. I don't think this will drag out any further than the, the beginning of next week, I think is the latest this will drag out. It has to be because the Packers have been very open in lately, especially in that Mark Murphy interview, who for some reason was at a high school basketball game. I don't know why that's where Mark Murphy's given his big interview, but he basically said, look, we want Jordan Love to be our quarterback. I think honestly, in a way, the Rodgers winning the MVPs to a degree kind of handicapped the Packers a little bit because I don't think that they had any idea that he would not only win two MVPs consecutively, but that he would be as historically good as he was. I mean, those are two of the best seasons any quarterback has ever had in the history of football. Now, if he didn't have that, if he played like he did last year in 2020 or 2021, he may have been gone already, and the Jets may not have got him. I think they just – they clearly liked Jordan Love. I'm not sure why. Like, I think he's an okay player. I think he's got a very live arm. I think he's more mobile than he gets credit for. I think that Utah State film is his last two years were very uneven because the last year was pretty bad, but that had more to do with playing a hard schedule. Like he went to LSU that year and got killed, and he played with a bunch of guys who were probably working in you know cubicles right now. So I get that there's optimism to say, look, if we get that sophomore year Jordan Love in Green Bay that we got our guy for the next 10 years because it worked with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and Brett Favre didn't obviously come right away. They had to get him from Atlanta. So this is not uncharted territory for the Packers, but to, to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, like, he wasn't amazing last year, but he, he was still an above-average quarterback, I think on the fringes of the top 10 just based on performance. So I get that you want to hold out for him, but at the same time, it does nobody any good. Like, let's let's get this done already. Like, he's already said Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy for all his faults. He knows that he's going to have to 
restructure his deal. He knows that that's going to involve conversations with him and his agent and the Packers and the Jets. Like it's not going to happen, you know, within the hour. But who are the Packers kidding here? Like he just said, he wants to go to the Jet. What are you, you going to do? Oh no, we might hold on to you. We might trade you to Arizona. Like there's no other possible future that I see becoming reality other than Aaron Rodgers wearing number 12 because Joe Namath said he'd be willing to unretire number 12 for Aaron Rodgers, which holy crap, th- this, this is unbelievable. The fact that the jets are in a position of leverage for Aaron Rodgers. Imagine that. I know. It, it's crazy. And again, we've been saying this for weeks now, neither team has a ton of leverage. And this, I want to, this was mentioned in chat as well, saying that the Packers don't have the cap anyway, and they don't make a ton of moves in free agency. Normally they still want to know what they're doing with their current roster. And I imagine they will need to plug holes, even if it's small signings, they need to know what their current financial situation is. The players in their roster need to know that because some of those guys might not be there next year. And they're not going to wait until late April to release some of them. Uh, And specifically with restructures as well, they want to know what's going on with that. So the Packers have no reason to want to drag this out. They might try and push for as much draft capital or or as much compensation as they can get, but they don't really have the leverage in the situation. I think the Jets have a sliver of leverage just because of what Aaron Rodgers has now publicly said, but they also don't have a ton of leverage because they want to get this done now and like they, they, they need Aaron Rodgers. Like they absolutely need Aaron Rodgers. They don't really have a plan B. So Neither team has a ton of leverage. I I do want to talk about what this means for the Jets. What are the expectations now going into the 2023 season? Is the Super Bowl a realistic possibility? I believe the most recent betting odds now have them as the sixth highest odds to win the Super Bowl, which is just, uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's the highest odds. Check that really quick because they may have, they may have surged after this. So. Well, I think that was, that was after the, the surge. So unless it surged after I checked, that was like after the, the announcement, but maybe, maybe it has changed. Um, but either way, that's this top six. Like that's, it's that's gotta be the highest odds the Jets have had since their AFC championship days. So does this mean the Super Bowl is a realistic possibility? What are your expectations, Mike, now that the Jets presumably will land Aaron Rodgers? Of course, it's not official. The trade has not happened, but assuming he does come to the Jets, what are your expectations? I'm going to say I will expect to, at the very least, either win the division or be right behind uh, Buffalo because I'm not saying that immediately they're going to be better than Buffalo. I have my doubts about the Bills in the postseason because Josh Allen has proven time and time again that when called upon, he can play individually well, but he has trouble I think leading the Bills to the progress. I feel like the last couple of years were the Bills' best shot at getting to a Super Bowl with this current roster. And instead, he let Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow do it for him twice. So I'm not totally discounting Buffalo, but the Jets need to be in the playoffs. And if they don't win a playoff game, they at least need to go down swinging in a very respectable fashion. Because Aaron Rodgers has had some issues in the postseason, a lot of them not his fault. Like we all remember that Arizona game where he threw for 9,000 yards and then the defense couldn't stop my grandmother running the ball and they ended up losing to the Cardinals. We all remember the San Francisco game where, yeah, he could have scored more points, but they had all kinds of special teams miscues. I don't know how you – what's Aaron Rodgers supposed to do? Tell the punter to not drop the ball? Like, you know, that's, that's problematic. So – The Jets are not as good as Kansas City. Let's just put that to bed because Patrick Mahomes is just that much of a supercharger and a force multiplier. So let's not get our hopes up to that degree. 
I still don't think one to fifty three they're better than Cincinnati. Maybe I like Joe Burrow a lot, but I think that that's part of it. I think they're in that sort of Buffalo Baltimore tier. Now that Buffalo Baltimore tier can also help you compete for a championship because Lamar Jackson helped get the Ravens close a bunch of times and Josh Allen helped get you close a bunch of times. If this defense plays like it did last year, again, big if because they were abnormally healthy. Nobody missed time with injuries, all the rookies. Then no one had any film on the rookies. So they kind of surprised people. Like Sauce Gardner is obviously going to be amazing again. I don't know if he'll take the league by storm to that degree because no one really knew what they were getting kind of thing. But they'll still be a really solid defense. And I think that might be enough to just grind out some wins, especially when you have a coach who's committed to running the ball like Nathaniel Hackett is. I think that's going to be a huge asset for Aaron Rodgers. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I agree. And on that note, I want to take a, a, a quick comment from uh, a buddy, Josh Kerr. I don't know if it's even popping up on the screen. We're having some weird technical issues. Is that popping up for you? Uh, there we go. Let's. There we go. <laughs> it is not showing up for me, but I'll just. As long as you can hear me, that's fine. It's not showing up for me. But uh, yeah, Josh is. Like, I can't even fucking read it. Hold on. <laughs> Whatever. Josh basically Aaron said. Rod- Aaron Rodgers, of course, finally goes to the Jets, and now it's the time for the tech issues. We've literally never had this. I don't know what's going on. We're maybe we're doing this at a, a different time. I can stuff. read it, so I'll read it. All right, read it, buddy. <laughs> You guys do great work. Where do you see a realistic record for the Jets next year? We have a tough schedule. I'm predicting 10 or 11 wins, but they do have a very tough schedule. I don't know who makes the Jets schedule, but that's now back-to-back years where they've kind of gotten a little bit railroaded because they have to go play the NFC East, which was the deepest division, I would say, top to bottom in football last year outside of maybe the AFC West, kind of, because I don't think Denver was that like as bad as the record was. They have good players. So the NFC East is pretty deep. You got to go play them. You also then have to go play the AFC West. So there's a Patrick Mahomes. There's a Justin Herbert. There's a new look Broncos. There's whatever in in Christ's name the Raiders are doing over there. I have no idea. But that I think that they could still surprise some folks if everything goes right. So that's immediately a tough out-of-conference schedule. Now, they did get a bit lucky with the last-place schedule, so there's some Texans in there. There's a... Uh, Cleveland in there so it's not the doomsday schedule but this there, there's enough games in there where you're going to have to grind out some wins now naturally the Jets are going to be more able for lack of a better word to grind out wins when you have Aaron Rodgers as opposed to Mike White and Zach Wilson so I would say maybe t- 10 wins 11 wins I think that's realistic because I don't know if they're sweeping Buffalo and sweeping Miami I think they just got too many horses on both sides of the ball there but I think 11 wins for your first year, Aaron Rodgers, with a lot of your key pieces still getting up to speed. Garrett Wilson's only in his second year. He doesn't have to be Jerry Rice necessarily. Brees Hall's only in his second year coming off an injury. He doesn't have to be Barry Sanders. I think that's a that's a good sweet spot to aim for. If they win better than that, it would not surprise me one bit, especially if Aaron Rodgers is 100% healthy. We got some uh, speaking of the AFC and how difficult the specifically I think AFC East is, is a very difficult division. We have some some breaking news. I don't know if you just saw this, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is signing with the Patriots. 
So that's a weapon. Oh, no, for that, cha- that changes everything. The Patriots are going to win 14 games. <laughs> I wonder what he's, I don't, I don't know what he's going to get. Cause that's a really interesting. Um, that's an interesting signing for them. I figure he'll get, if he's signing a multi-year deal, it'll probably be close to what Jacoby Myers and Alan Lazard got. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a good move for them. You know, it's, it's a good move, whatever. Um, I mean, he's going to be the number one receiver though. I don't know if I buy him as a number one receiver. I mean, it's basically what he, other than Travis Kelsey, that's basically what he was in Kansas City anyway. So, I, Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that it that it changes much. Um, but I do think the AFC East is incredibly difficult. Um, I, I think the Dolphins are a legitimately very, very good team. If Tua can stay healthy and play at the level he did for a lot of last season, I know he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Josh Allen. I think he's a step below those guys. But he's still a. He proved last year that he can function very well in that system when he's healthy. So the Dolphins are a really good team. The Bills have holes. I don't think the Bills are the the Bills of, you know, of uh, of the, like the last couple of years. They have holes on their roster, but they're still a great team. And obviously you have the Chiefs, you have the Bengals. It's a very tough conference, but I do agree with you. I think 10, 11 wins is not only not out of the question. I think that should be the expectation. Uh, I, I, I think that the Jets should not only be competing for a playoff spot, but should be hoping to win a playoff game make a run in the playoffs. And you can do that with Aaron Rodgers. You can do that with this offensive skill group that you have. And they're still adding pieces. Who knows? Maybe they will sign Odell Beckham. Maybe they will sign Randall Cobb. Not that that's going to change much. Maybe they'll sign Mercedes Lewis, right? Um, but they're still adding pieces. They still have to add pieces to that offensive line. We're going to see what they're doing on, on defense. I imagine they're going to add a safety. They definitely have to beef up the interior of that defensive line, especially if Shelton Rankins walks. But this, this Jets roster is really good, and now they have a really good quarterback to match it, which is something they have not had in a very, very, very long time. Oh, it's exactly three years, $33 million for Juju. That is exactly what Jacoby Myers got, so there you go. Um, and per year, it's exactly what Alan Lazard got. So I, I want to kind of transition to that a little bit, not just Lazard specifically, but I want to go look at some of the players on that list that is apparently a bunch of bullshit that Aaron Rodgers called out from Diana Rossini. Now, I don't think the Jets are going to sign all of those players because Aaron Rodgers said so. I think he just confirmed that that's not true. Mm -hmm. But if we look at the list, there are players on there that I think could, in theory, fit with the Jets. And, of course, one of them, and by opinion, the best of them for the short term was Alan Lazard, and the Jets officially locked him in. Four years, $44 million, $11 million a year, which, again, is what Juju Smith-Schuster got, and it's what Jacoby Myers got. So that's kind of the market for about 800-yard-a-year, number two, number three receiver guys. That's just what they're going for. And I was taken aback because I saw a lot of people kind of clowning the Jets over this signing, which even if even if I was a Jets hater, this just seemed to me like, you know, okay, like he's an okay receiver. It didn't seem he's not a needle mover, but I didn't really see the mockery in it. In fact, I kind of like the Lazard signing. We mentioned that in a previous podcast about free agents that have Aaron Rodgers connections. Lazard is a perfect wide receiver three. Now it obviously means Corey Davis is gone, but let's just look at Lazard. Imagine him in place of Corey Davis. You're getting a guy who's a tremendous athlete. It's 6'5, 227, runs well, surprisingly good route runner for his size, fantastic blocker which you need to run this Nathaniel Hackett offense. And it worked very well. That's, I think, why he kind of beat out some more highly touted players. He came in as an undrafted free agent. He had to really grind his way up that depth chart. And I think part of the reason he did that was because he's a good blocker. I think he's a tremendous red zone target. And I think that with 
Garrett Wilson on the field and with Elijah Moore on the field, he's not going to get the number one guy like he was last year with Green Bay before Christian Watson really emerged. So this is the, this is what you need for a wide receiver three. In this league, you can never have too many good wide receivers. So Lazard is, I think, kind of not what the Jets needed because I don't think he's that much of a sea change with how they run their offense. But if you're getting rid of Corey Davis, this is number one cheaper. I believe year uh, for average annual value, I think he's cheaper than Corey Davis. He's younger, and I think he may have more long-term potential. Yeah, I mean, he, he is cheaper. I, I believe Davis signed for three years, 37 and a half when he first signed. So this is this is cheaper than that. I, I think realistically, what I expect from Alan Lazard is roughly what you got from Corey Davis when he was healthy. I think that Lazard is – I think Davis is a better route runner than, Corey, than, than, than Alan Lazard. Um, I think – I know Corey Davis had those drop issues in his first year, but I think he has more reliable hands than Alan Lazard. I think that was just, it was a, I don't know what happened to Davis in 2021, but that was a, an anomaly for him. He's normally pretty sure handed, but I think that Al Lazard is a much better red zone threat. Not that Corey Davis isn't that, but we didn't really get to see that during his time with the Jets. I think we will see that with Lazard, specifically with Rodgers throwing the ball. And I also think Lazard's more versatile than Corey Davis. I, I think he could play all three wide receiver positions. Not that he's going to be asked to, but you could even put him in the slot as a big slot. Green Bay did that sometimes. And I think that's what part of that value is on top of the fact that he doesn't come with the same injury concerns that Corey Davis did. Unfortunately, Corey Davis's time with the Jets was marred by injuries, and unfortunately that is ultimately what is leading to his release, um, likely release. But I think that Alan Lazard is a fine signing. I'm not over the moon about it, but like you said, he's a solid wide receiver three. I think he's a high-end wide receiver three, a very low-end wide receiver two, uh, and that's what the Jets are getting. If you have your trio of Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Alan Lazard, that's cool with me. That's 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 totally fine with me. Randall Cobb and Denzel Mim is your wide receiver four and five, assuming they bring in Cobb. That's fine. Maybe they can add someone in draft as well. I think that's a good wide receiver group. On top of the fact that you still have good two good tight ends, you return Brees Hall, which is a massive massive thing. Uh, and maybe you you know maybe you go out and sign someone like Jamal Williams. Just add more pieces around there. Solidify the offensive line. I think the Jets have a good group around Aaron Rodgers, better than what he had last year for sure. I don't know if it necessarily goes this deep, but here's a little theory I've had about the Lazard thing that I think adds extra value to it. He's going to help a young team, I think, learn a new offense quicker because he's been in it before. Aaron Rodgers has obviously been in it before. And I want to go take aim at people who are like, oh, they're just signing Lazard. Like, he's not that good. They're signing because he's Aaron Rodgers' buddy. It's like, all right, he's Aaron Rodgers' buddy. Fine. That makes it more attractive for Aaron Rodgers. And he said, you know what? I, I would feel comfortable with having Alan Lazard on the field because he knows the offense. I know how he runs routes. Why not get him? Why, why try to, why would you just stick your foot in, dig a foot in the ground and go, no, Aaron, we're not going to do that. That's what Green Bay did all those years. Oh, that's not how we do things here, Aaron. We're not going to draft a wide receiver or tight end or running back in the first round ever for you. I believe Mercedes Lewis was the first time he threw a touchdown pass to a uh, skill position player picked in the first round. Give into him a little bit, I think. And I'm not saying make him the GM. Don't do it like a LeBron James thing where he's owner, player, coach, GM. But he clearly wants some sort of input into the day-to-day thing. And you know what? Tampa Bay did it for Tom Brady. Tom Brady went, yo, get me this guy. Okay, we'll get him. Get me Antonio Brown. We'll get him. Get me Gronk. We'll get him. That's what Jason Light did, and it worked, and they got to a Super Bowl and won it. I'm not saying the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl because they're going to let Aaron Rodgers pick a couple players. But I am saying this is what you have to do to be attractive to star quarterbacks. And I think that they are doing it a little bit. 
because I think that might have been part of what attracted Aaron Rodgers, is that he's going to have more power than he ever really had in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I agree. And I want to push back on some of the I want to I want to push back on some of the narratives that we've heard too, which is like some of the just ridiculous takes. Which, by the way, now even if it aged even more poorly, because it, it seems as though Aaron Rodgers didn't demand the Jets sign these players, right? But some of the narratives of like, oh, Rodgers is just replacing the current Jets core with his own guys. No, that's not what's happening. First, you're not going to bench Garrett Wilson for Randall Cobb, guys. Of course like, not. For, get first real. All, get real. Use your brain for a second. Right. Uh, Marseille's Lewis isn't getting 10, snap, uh, 10 targets a game. Like, that's not happening. But first for, first of all, uh, oh, man, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, oh, first of all, <laughs> dude, my brain is still – I'm so, like – This is the best This is the best news Jets have had in God knows how long. I can't blame I, it. I'm, from that to the weird technical issues we're having right now, then my brain is so scattered, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> but – Oh my God, I forgot it again. Whatever. Uh, oh, that's what, there you go. Got it, got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, first of all, they're not, they didn't sign. <laughs> this is amazing. Incredible content. First of all, they didn't sign Alan Lazard specifically for Aaron Rodgers. I think that that's been made clear in other reports. And I totally believe that because he's exactly what you want in a, a Corey Davis replacement, right? We've talked about it already. I don't even think we mentioned the fact that he's one of the best run blockers in the league, which is very similar to what Corey Davis did. So they did, they would, I think they would have signed Lazard regardless, but it has certainly helped to recruit Lazard. The fact that he wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers, he had made that abundantly clear uh, on social media. There were reports that Lazard wanted to follow Rodgers to his next de- de- destination. I think that helped recruiting him, but I think the Jets were interested in Lazard regardless. And that's the only of the, the supposed demands that Rodgers has, which apparently not demands. It's more just, hey, I'd like this. Suggestions. Um, yeah, suggestions. That's the most high-profile one, unless they do sign Odell, which I don't. I don't think they're going to sign Odell. I, I'll put that out there. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Cobb and Lazard make perfect sense. Lazard's your Davis replacement. Randall Cobb's your Braxton Berrios replacement. I don't see where Odell fits in because if you bring in Odell, you, how do you divvy up these snaps? How do you divide these targets? Because you have Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, assuming he stays, which. That's another thing I, I want to, you know, we could talk about the Elijah Moore trade rumors, but I don't think they trade Elijah Moore. So you have Wilson, Moore, Lazard, and Odell. That's a lot of guys. That's four guys right there, and they're not going to be running a lot of four wide receiver sets. So it's going to be hard to divide that. But either way, the point is the Jets aren't bending over for for Aaron Rodgers. They're not, you know, he- healing to every demand he has. They brought in Al Lazard probably regardless of whether they were, whether they, they were going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and the other suggestions he has is to sign a wide receiver four slash five and a tight end three slash four that's that's it a backup tight end and a backup wide receiver and then maybe if they get Odell you still have that core in place and I said this on Twitter there's absolutely nothing wrong in fact I'm very excited to see Aaron Rodgers play in play with this current core of the Jets uh combined with the guys that he wants to bring in as a side note by the way the Texans just signed Sheldon Rankins so that is going to be a loss for the Jets. They need to find another defensive tackle now. And Nathan Shepard signed with the Saints earlier today. Right. So unless they're bringing back Solomon Thomas, that's not surprising at all. Um, that's not. I know the Texans were interested in Sheldon Rankins. That's not a surprise. At one year, ten and a half million. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, blame, the I don't blame the Jets for not paying that. One guy I'd keep an eye on, by the way, on the Aaron Rodgers discussions, if they want to pair Rodgers with another former teammate of his, Dean Lowry. Uh, is a free agent. He's been a defensive tackle to Packers the last like six, seven years. I, I've written about him a little bit on the Jet Press. Check out those articles. Um, but he's you know solid run stuffer. I, I think he he was like top four in like missed tackle rate last year amongst defensive tackles. 
good player. I, I'd be happy with them bringing him in. Obviously, he's played his entire career with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what kind of relationship they have, but if they played six or seven years together, they, you imagine there's something there, right? So maybe that's someone they could look to to explore replacing Sheldon Rankins. But bottom line is Aaron Rodgers isn't bringing his guys in or he's not asking the Jets to bring his guys in to replace what they currently have. It's to supplement that. Randall Cobb is going to have five to ten snaps a game, if that. Like, he's going to be playing on special teams, be that wide receiver four or five, maybe he's a punt returner. That's that's virtually it, right? Mercedes Lewis is not going to have a significant role in the Jets' offense if they bring him in. So they have their core. It's not like Rodgers is doing this. And really quick, like you also mentioned, the Bucs did this with Brady. The Broncos did this with Peyton Manning. This isn't anything new. Now, they're going to have to move off some guys this year. I think Judas will accommodate Rodgers. I think that even... I think the Rankin signing and the Nathan Shepard signing, they may have happened anyway, but I think that the Rodgers officially saying he wants to go to New York kind of sped things up. But anyone saying they're also going to move off a, up a guy like Elijah Moore, because he's been the big name that's been thrown around to get a guy like Odell Beckham is talking out of their ass, if I'm being quite honest, because let's just look at this from two angles. Number one, the Elijah Moore angle. I know we requested a trade, and I know of the Jets' skill position players, he might be like gun to your head, the most tradable for lack of a better word. Like if they had to like, you know, do or die, get rid of one via trade. It probably would be him. Still not going to happen. The jets like what he brings to the table. They were beside themselves and there. He requested a trade and did everything they could to try to make amends. Basically saying, look, I know the quarterback suck. Just to stick with it. We'll get you a guy who's an upgrade. Now he's got Aaron Rodgers. They're not moving off Elijah Moore. I don't know if they'll resign him to a huge deal when his contract's up. Elijah Moore is going to be on the Jets in 2023. I And I, I get that Odell's a big name, and oh, Odell and Aaron Rodgers. Like in, in 2016, that would have been unbelievable. Summer of 2016. I don't even know who was a popular music guy then. Like, I don't know, some of those. Was it Avicii? I don't know. Mike, Mike Posner? I don't know. <laughs> Mike Posner? Yeah. I, I'm just, you, I, I don't know who Mike Wait, Posner is, but I believe you. Isn't that when Closer came out? Ch- Chainsmokers were definitely big in 2016. Exactly. That's when this would have made sense. Yeah. Odell Beckham is a 31-year-old receiver, I believe, who wants $20 million a year, coming off an ACL injury. They're not signing him point blank, let alone signing him to replace Elijah Moore. Like, like, please, I don't want to see any more of those takes. Jets fans, Packers fans, Odell fans, Giant fans, no more. No mas. That's it. And, And right here, plant the flag. End of it. It was reported, too, by, by Josina Anderson, too, that the Jets have no intentions or plans or desire to trade Elijah Moore. They they fully believe he is a part of their current offensive core. And like you said, the like the issues that he had last year, because everyone's like, oh, he requested the trade. He must still want out. I don't know why he would currently want out of this situation. This is a, it's a pretty good situation for him. He requested the trade last year because of a lack of targets and because of very poor quarterback play. That's why he wanted out. He spoke probably with his buddy, A.J. Brown, who had done a very similar thing, who had been traded, and basically decided that he wanted out. He wanted to take control of his own situation and put himself in a better situation. Well, now the Jets have given him a better situation. He's wide receiver, two in an offense with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's a really good situation for him. I'm sure he won't have any issues getting targets this year, or at least you'd hope not. Uh, and I'm sure that, that the quarterback play is going to be significantly better. So I see no reason why the Jets, or why Elijah Moore would want out. And I see no reason why the Jets wouldn't want to keep a young, very good wide receiver two around at a 
very affordable contract because that's that's the other part of this. Uh, if they were to to trade Elijah Moore maybe to Green Bay and replace him with Odell Beckham, that's a significant financial commitment you're giving to Beckham. I don't think he's coming here for three million. You know, I, I don't think that's the contract he's looking for. In fact, reports were suggesting he was looking for I think it was like fifteen to twenty million a year, which I don't think he's going to get that. I would be stunned if he got that, especially given what has developed with the wide receiver market right now. I will get OBJ thirteen tattooed across my chest. If somebody pays him $20 million a year to play receiver, oh you heard it here. I want that to happen so bad now. I, and I, can you do it live on stream? <laughs> you, want a, you want a live cam of me for three hours going, ah! Right, well, maybe maybe at, immediately after, you got to come on and, and describe what it was like. Now I really want that to happen. Worth <laughs> it. I, now I definitely hope. Now I have yeah, the best. I don't, want to, I don't want it to be the Jets. I want someone else to pay him $20 million. I don't want the Jets. <laughs> I don't want the Jets. I'm not going to sacrifice that. I don't want the Jets paying him $20 million. But yeah, I agree. One Jets player that is really going to be impacted by Aaron Rodgers is Zach Wilson. Because I know that it seems like this is the end of Zach Wilson in New York, and it probably is. But let's just look at 2023 for a second. Because Mike White, who is everybody's favorite backup quarterback, and I saw some people saying should start at 2023 because they were getting frustrated with Aaron Rodgers. Like, come on. So Mike White, South Florida guy, signs a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins to be Tua Tagovailoa's primary backup, which is a good deal for him, life-changing money, and he goes through a situation where he knows he's not the starter, but also Tua is incredibly fragile. So there is a chance for some playing time there. I actually really like the fit. I don't know how mobile he is, but Mike McDaniel has shown because Tua is not going to win any 40-yard dashes, and he can win without a guy who's going to run all over the field. So I like the deal for Mike White. But it also leaves Zach Wilson right now as the confirmed QB2 on the roster. Me and Justin, for those of you that are newcomers to the show, maybe Aaron Rodgers fans that haven't consumed a ton of Jets content recently, we've been very vocal about the fact that we do not think Zach Wilson should even be QB2 for this team next year. We just think developmentally, mechanically, mentally, he is so far from being a respectable player at this point in his career that even making him the backup, like in case the nightmare scenario happens and he needs to go in the game, could be so destabilizing that you should just stick him in sweatpants and a sweatshirt for the rest of the year as QB3. It's going to be tough, though, because the backup quarterback options are flying off the board, and I think it's going to be less attractive now to guys that know that they are not going to be the starter 100%. So you got to sign a backup backup, not a guy who's like a bridge guy who could be a starter like, I don't know, like a Jacoby Brissett or maybe acquiring like a Gardner Minshew. Those guys are not going to go to the Jets. Because I think they see the writing on the wall that they are, there's no chance that their performance is going to make them a starter. So Wilson's coming back. Will this help him? I'm not necessarily sure. I know that Zach Wilson and those around him have made a big deal about the fact he's a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. He grew up watching him. He modeled his game after him. They obviously had a connection when the Jets and the Packers had uh, preseason workouts in the preseason game. They apparently text regularly. Zach Wilson beat him, oddly enough. Like... That that's all cool. It, it's fun. It's fun to see. Aaron Rodgers has also at this point, I think, made it very clear he is not interested in helping develop anybody. He did that with George, like in general. I think that's the most overrated or over talked about concept in sports is the veteran mentor. Like, why would a guy train someone to be his replacement? So I don't think that that's. I don't think you're going to see a tangible play on the field because of Aaron Rodgers being here, maybe seeing what elite quarterback play looks like finally makes the light bulb go off and Zach Wilson goes, oh, 
That's how you do it. Because Aaron Rodgers is a guy who throws from all different kinds of arm angles, but when he needs to drop back and rip it, mechanically he's still perfect. So maybe Zach Wilson just learns through osmosis, but I can't really see Aaron Rodgers just by himself being that much of a sea change for Zach Wilson. It is fun having them on the same team, considering when Wilson came into the league, there were people comparing, mean, first of all, we really um, uh, bold comparisons, right? But people comparing the way that Wilson plays to the way that Rodgers plays, at least, I guess, they weren't not really similar physically, but I guess in the way that they move around, um, people were making those comparisons. Obviously, Wilson has been outspoken about his his admiration of, of Aaron Rodgers and the fact that he's essentially his idol. So that's really fun that they're in the same locker room, especially if the Jets end up on hard knocks. I think I think the Jets should. I mean, look, people have their own opinions about hard knocks. It would be amazing TV if the Jets were on hard knocks this year. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to go on McAfee and give his uh, explanations for everything that happened on last dude. week's episode. Rogers, how much? You know how much Rogers would probably hate that. I mean, he hates cameras in his face at all times, unless it's like unless like, he tells people to put cameras there. Correct, but like <laughs> with Hard Knocks, when they're around him at all time, oh my god, he would hate that so much. I I need this to happen. <laughs> It'd be great. And I don't um, want it to happen if it makes the Jets worse. <laughs> well. Yeah, fair. All right. I'm I'm thinking of as a neutral viewer, as someone who's an NFL fan or just a fan of just train wreck television or whatever right not that i am but i think this would be great viewing well, uh, let's not put the word train wreck near the jets we got aaron Rodgers. let's let's hope true. train wrecks are done that's true. We have train wrecks that that is true um on zach wilson like you said we're both in agreement that he should not be qb2 next year i don't know if the jets plan on having him be the quarterback or the backup quarterback i imagine if they bring it like i imagine they will bring in someone and i imagine they'll say it's a competition whether it's actually a competition or not i don't know I'm hoping they go out and get a veteran. Now, I don't really know who that might be. I, I'm just, I literally, while you were talking, I pulled up the uh, the the list of current free agent quarterbacks. And like, so not, they're not going to get someone like a Brissett or a Bridgewater or a Carson Wentz or whoever, right? Oh, and I, don't, no. <laughs> I, don't, I just made up the names. And I don't think they're going to bring back Joe Flacco, right? So one guy that immediately popped out was Josh Johnson because he does have experience with, with Robert Sala and the staff. I'd love to bring in Josh Johnson. I think that'd be someone that'd be that'd be great to bring in as the the quarterback two, quarterback three, competing with Zach Wilson. That would be cool. Other names: Cooper Rush, uh, Jeff Driscoll, Nate Sudfeld. Like I'm talking guys who are going to be really cheap. I'm talking guys who are going to be well, unless they're going to pay like four million to for like. I don't know, Blaine Gabbert to be their backup, which maybe Gabbert. Gabbert has experience with the. Did he cross paths with Sala in San Francisco, or was he gone by then? I think he mad. No, I think. He did he might have, like right oh, at the beginning. Missed it by one year. Oh, he did? He okay. Missed it by one year. Nate uh, Sudfeld is the guy I always remember as being so bad that when the Eagles put him in the game, they were accused of losing on purpose. So that's not a guy I want for the Jets. Is he related to Zach Sudfeld, by the way? I don't I know. Think they're brothers. That. Okay. Hey, look at that. He got the Jets connection there. Maybe it makes brothers sense. Brothers or cousins. One you also two. have the Joe Douglas connection with Nate Sudfeld. But anyway, I'm just thinking of, of guys. Either way, I think they should bring in somebody not only to just not just compete with Zach Wilson, but for somebody to be that QB2 over Wilson because I don't want Wilson playing in 2023 under any scenario unless he is significantly improved this summer. This is a very important summer for him because as much as I don't think he has a future with the Jets, there is still a chance, given that they've gotten Aaron Rodgers, that Wilson maybe shows enough in the summer. You know, Maybe he shows out in the preseason over the next maybe year or two and maybe they don't pick up his fifth year. Maybe they don't pick up his fifth year option because I don't think they do that. But maybe they consider bringing him back in some scenario. I don't know. I think it's very unlikely, but 
I think there's a possibility that he can do that. It's a small possibility, but it's possible. Either way, I don't want him on the field in 2023. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, God forbid, I don't want Zach Wilson being the guy that that is coming in to replace him. Now, I want to see if there's some other Packers fans in chat because Sid Mac here in chat said, I'm a tw- as a 25-year hardcore Packers fan, I'm glad Rodgers is going. Like, Is that the common prevailing sentiment? I mean, it's, it seems like it. I feel like it is. I, I feel like it is. I feel like so many Packers fans are just happy that this is over. Like, because it's been clear he wasn't coming back to the Packers for a while now. I know that that was a possibility right up until probably, you know, this past weekend. But I, it's been pretty clear for a while now that he wasn't going back to the Packers. So I think so many, I don't want to speak for Packers fans, but from ones I've seen and I've interacted with on Twitter, they certainly seem like they're just happy to move on, move into the Jordan Love era, see what he's got because, you know, the Rodgers era, it's kind of, it's run its course. And I could also imagine somebody like Aaron Rodgers and given his antics over the last few years, kind of grow like the fan base kind of growing tired with it. Um, Jets fans are already getting a, a, you know, a glimpse of that right this off season, but they've the, the Packers have dealt with that the last few off seasons. So I, I can see why a lot of Packers fans would be just ready to move on. I do love all the Packers fans that are like, Oh, good luck dealing with all his antics. Like fine. Like, Helps us, you know, I want to win games. I want a good quarterback. Yeah, they'll be fine once he starts throwing the ball. Like that's that's he's coming here to do that, right? Like that's I don't think he's going to be a distraction at all. I also I don't think he's gonna. I I I actually I'm curious to see if he shows up for like OTAs because he I don't I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe he's done that in a while for the Packers. I'm pretty sure he usually stays away from voluntary OTAs, which is fine because he had been there forever, right? But now that he's with a new team, I am curious to see if he shows up for the 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 spring program well that and apparently the Packers pissed in his cornflakes when they took Jordan Love he might have just been angry at him too so right, <laughs> right. so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens to that but anyway Mike Aaron Rodgers is yet Aaron Rodgers is not a jet, not not a jet officially but he terrifying. wants to be he wants to be a jet dude my, I'm telling you my brain is scrambled and I'm still even like a month from now I'm gonna be calling people Aaron Rodgers I it's it's bad it's <laughs> I refer did I tell, I forget if I've said this in the podcast I I talked I was talking to my mom and I mentioned my dad and I referred to him as Aaron Rodgers because I just, I was so, I'm so far in this, dude. I got to get out of it. I got to stop. <laughs> it's it's bad. Call Lamar Aaron Rodgers on the last podcast. It just, it's, it's really you need to go in, you know what you need? You need to go on a darkness retreat. I do. I totally do, honestly. <laughs> like, I, Maybe he's on to something. I totally do. My, my screen time, I had a day last week where my screen time was 15 hours. 15 hours. <laughs> you know how insane that Humans is. weren't evolved to do that. <laughs> that is, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But I'm glad that we could finally put this to rest, that Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to be a Jet. He wants to play for the Jets. He wants to play in 2023. And he sounds committed. He wasn't like – it didn't sound like anybody was, was you know pulling his teeth to do it. Like he was like, I want to play for the Jets. I'm committed, and I, I, he, he sounds very motivated. Like that's And he sounds perfect. angry. He, he wants to prove somebody wrong. Exactly. He has a chip on his shoulder. So after weeks, months of deliberation of, of us doing these weekly podcasts and almost all the talk being about the quarterback situation, about Aaron Rodgers, we seem to have a solution or a resolution, which is great. Hopefully, by the time we do this next week, maybe we have an actual trade. And so we can officially, officially say Aaron Rodgers is yet. But I guess until then, we just got to wait. We got to wait a little bit more. But Aaron Rodgers, just think about just – Jets fans, when you hit your pillow tonight, when you go to bed, think about the fact Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, four-time MVP, said the words, I want, my intention is to play with the New York Jets. 
a team whose best quarterbacks in the last decade have been Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh McCown and maybe Geno Smith before he was even good. Those have been the best ones. Now we're going to Aaron Rodgers. Hell yeah. It does not get any better than that. Hell yeah, man. All (laughs) righty. Thank you all for joining us. Again, I hope by next week we have a resolution with the actual trade, but we have official update now. We have that Aaron Rodgers wants to be a Jet. So thank you all for joining us on the show today. You can follow Mike on Twitter at ByMikeLagiano. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Freed. Follow Jet Press on Twitter at The Jet Press. You can download the Jet Press podcast wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. I'm going to keep shouting that out. Uh, also, check us out on YouTube. If you are not here right now, subscribe, like, notification bell. You guys know what to do. Hopefully you've done it already. We stream live normally every Wednesday at 3 p.m. We had to do this one a little earlier because of the breaking news, but normally it's every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you all for listening to the Jet Press Podcast. I've been Justin Freed. That's been Mike Luciano. Aaron Rodgers wants the Jets, baby. Thank you guys so much for listening. Before we end, I also want to shout out, we've had so many great international viewers. Mexico, Ireland, Poland had our first viewer the other day. France, Singapore again, Chile. Thank you guys wherever you're listening so much. It means the world to us, and it's just great to see this little podcast reach so many corners of the globe. So thank you guys so much. Subscribe on all the platforms. Find us on all the platforms. And think about the fact Aaron Rodgers is going to be wearing Jets green next year. See you guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.